0: Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty, a wife and mom of three and author of the Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. I'm also the lead teacher, blogger, and owner of TraditionalCookingSchool.com. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast devoted to healthy family cooking with traditional methods like sourdough and old-fashioned pickling. These foods are easy, delicious, healing, and your family will love them. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my free gift for you. Five free traditional cooking videos from Inside Traditional Cooking School that will introduce you to my favorite fundamental techniques of traditional cooking. To start watching today, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash watch. And now let's get to today's show. Hi everyone. Welcome to Know Your Food with Ordie Podcast. This is episode 166. I'm so glad you're here. I want to give a warm welcome to all our live viewers who are joining me here on Periscope to talk about gardening and those of you who are coming in later either through iTunes or the show notes. Welcome to all of you. If you're listening to this on your audio, you want to switch to video. You can do that at the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com/166. You can also visit slash 166 when this is released as a podcast, um, to get the kind of the print notes of everything I'm sharing here, the system I'm going to share with you today on gardening. So feel free to check that out. So here, here's the promise of today's podcast. I am sharing how I got the garden in over the course of just four days with a total of seven hours. And I did have some help. Uh, and that's that's, kind of the system that I'm going to show you, the four-day system to get the garden in. Now this, your mileage may vary because you may have a smaller garden than me. You may have a larger garden than me. You may have different ways of doing things. You may have different things you're planting. One of our commenters says she does a greenhouse. I didn't do a greenhouse. So I, over the years, I've just gotten simpler and simpler so that I can enjoy the garden um, so it doesn't get beyond me. It fits with our life and just be kind of purposeful about it. So you all need to balance those things and you know, figure that out for yourself. So I'm not one to tell you do it exactly like me. This is an example of how we've made it, how I actually have made it work for us and my family. Actually, I shouldn't say I" because this is definitely a family effort. So before I go into the four days and the total of the seven hours, I want to start out with some assumptions here. So we're all on the same page, and then y- y- you know, you kind of know the backstory. So, um, our garden area, we have six raised beds. Um, I forget now. are they four by eight? They're four by eight size, okay? They're not terribly deep. They're this deep, okay? Um, they are all mulched heavily each year. So we mulch in the spring and we mulch in the fall. We use spent uh, straw or hay from the barn, so we repurpose it. We' never had, I mean, What I can remember is we've never had to go out and buy um, straw or hay for the purpose of the garden. It's been used for something else, and we're reusing it, and we do mulch heavily, again, in the spring and the fall. We're always making compost. It's my son's job, so we have a bucket next to the sink, um, and every day or so it's full of scraps and stuff, and he takes those out and he layers it up with paper, Or greens and in Oregon in the winter it's moist so it gets watered by the rain but we also water it ourselves during the dry season and the shredded paper is black and white paper we have a shredder for the business and we don't run plastics or color through it we just do black and white and I shred you know because I'm kind of mostly digital so I shred a lot of things and that is the paper that goes in the compost so we're always making this compost And the kid's job in the spring, and it's usually my husband who's the one who's like really on it, and he's like, okay, it's time, is he, um, anyway, he tells them it's time. And it's the kid's job to move the compost that's been composting in the spring into the garden beds. And so they do that in the spring before planting. Um, Also, when they add the compost to the beds in the spring, or actually prior to it, they're doing some weeding in there. And it's honestly, it's kind of minimal because of the mulching. Um, But weeding still needs to be done. So this is kind of the prep stuff. These three things I've talked about, the mulching, the compost, and the weeding. All these prep things are happening regularly through the year, either ongoing or at certain times in the year, um, to make the garden planting so easy. When it comes time to do that, in fact, it seems to get easier and easier. You may have noticed this if you've got a garden going for a couple years. Is um, if you keep up with the weeding and you do the mulching and the composting, you end up with like less maintenance to do. You get richer soil. You know the worms are in there, and fewer and fewer weeds if you keep up with them and not not and they don't go to seed. All right, so. Um, That's laying the groundwork for the things that are happening year-round and kind of the size of our garden. Um, And I'm loving your comments. Keep them coming. I love reading them um, as I'm speaking. Um, Another thing just in particular about this year is my timing was a little off. Normally, uh, what I do is right after Mother's Day is where I plant, when I plant. If I plant earlier, it's too cold and things don't do well. So I just... Wait till Mother's Day, no matter how nice the spring seems and no matter how eager everybody is to get going. It's just like, no, we're going to wait till after Mother's Day because then I know for sure it's going to work. Well, this year I even waited three weeks beyond that because we were quite tied up in May with uh, our oldest daughter got married in December, very small wedding. We had her reception. We call it the celebration. We had it in May, at the end of May. So that delayed my putting in the garden because we were quite busy with those preps. So the week after the reception, the weekend after is when we put in the garden. Um, So now what I'm gonna do is share, well, I have one more kind of precursor thing to say, and this is something I'm refining over the years, is I don't sow a lot of seeds anymore. I used to do a lot of seeds, um, but I don't really. I do some, and you'll see that coming up. But I focus a lot on plants, I, for a number of reasons. One of them is friends, family, and even quality uh, local organic nurseries are doing incredible things with um, plants and providing wonderful heirloom organic plants. So supporting them makes me happy and they're doing a really good job, better job than I would be doing kind of haphazardly making do. So I focus on purchasing mature plants for the garden. I also, um, another thing that I focus on is, um, you know, they're fairly mature, they're not starting for seeds. So it's sort of like you put them in, and they're already, you know, somewhat established, you know, you don't have those weeks for them to get at that point, to that point. Um, The other thing is, I don't grow everything. I I grow the things I really want to grow. I don't feel the burden of having to plant everything. So the things we really want, that's what we plant. Um, I personally love zucchini and squash, but I'm the only person in my family who really does. So, you know, three years ago, you would have caught me putting in one zucchini and one like summer squash plant. Well, I can't keep up with that. And the rest of the families, they don't hate it, but they don't love it. So it doesn't get eaten it it grows up all over so i just decided i'm not going to plant it anymore that's something i can purchase at the farmer's market or friends are planting it and they're sharing it with us and i'm not going to give up a bunch of our space in the garden to that i'm going to instead give up a bunch of space in the garden to something that the whole family loves and that we can keep up with the yield so again i focus on plants wherever possible because it supports people. Plus, when they go in the ground, they're kind of ahead of the game or I'm ahead of the game. And second, I'm choosy about what I plant. I don't plant everything. I plant the things I really want to plant or I grow the things I really want to grow. All right. So that's laying all the groundwork. Um, And I think it's important to lay all that groundwork because if I'm sharing like how I put in a garden in a total of seven hours over the just four days, you have to be able to compare it to your needs wants desires size of garden priorities and everything like that we can't just compare apples to oranges and i don't want anybody to come out um like feeling like oh i failed because i didn't do it in seven hours well maybe you're doing more maybe you have different goals you know what i mean in that anyway so now i want to go through the day the step-by-step days of how this happened and remember earlier this spring um The kids weeded, mulched, added compost to the beds. So that was all done. So (laughs) in the comments, Amy's saying, my problem is I want to plant everything. Yeah, well, I just encourage you to, well, plant everything if you really want to. That's fine. And Amy, another Amy is saying that too. All right. Well, um, so here's day one. And this was the first two hours. We did a deep watering of the beds uh, this was so when we add the plants, it's just all moist and ready for them. It's also, um, so there was a bit of weeding to do. And so the weeds will come out easily. So deep watering of the beds, we weeded in the beds, which there honestly wasn't very much because the kids had done it earlier in the spring and the mulching keeps the weeds down overall. Um, we planted uh, a bunch of things, not everything, but we did plant. My daughter helped me this day, by the way. So the two hours was two of us working together. So we put in all the tomatoes, which were a gift. We were we, we didn't plant them all, but we received about 20 tomato plants from someone who'd started um, uh, a bunch of tomato seeds and had way too many. So they gave us 20. So I didn't even have to purchase any tomato plants. So that was a wonderful gift. So we put in all the tomatoes The peppers, I wanted to do a lot of hot peppers this year in addition to like the salad peppers. So we did a ton of those and we did our cucumbers. So we put all those in. And, um, we had, as we were weeding and kind of out there, we noticed that we had tons of volunteer lettuce from last year. So we just left those in because, hi Vicky, because they could be between the tomato plants between, they, we just left them because they're, they were already probably a good eight inches wide and had a good 10 to 20 leaves on them. And we just figured we will just harvest them very soon. So we just left those be. So it was sort of like having, you know, 20 to, it was probably about 20 tomato plants that were. I mean, sorry, lettuces that were complete volunteers that we left alone. And uh, so that was day one. Watering, a bit of weeding, and planting the tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, as well as uh, leaving the tomatoes alone. That was day one. Okay, now we're on day two. And this was about two hours as well. So there was more weeding because, um, we didn't, there was one bed that had like lots of morning glory and lots of thistles. It was the herb bed where I had left several herbs to overwinter. And there was a lot of morning glory and thistles just tangling all that up. So my daughter and I, the day before we were just like, well, we're tired. We'll save this one for tomorrow. So we did that on day two, um, we pruned back some of the plants that had overwintered. So like I mentioned the herbs, so I had a, a sage that had gone to seed, tons of flowers, tons of sage leaves, cut that back, which also helped with getting the morning glory out of it. Cause it was quite infested with morning glory. I uh, also, we had a chard that had overwintered and cut that all back. Um, and we planted herbs and I had purchased herbs from the, um, the local farmers co-op organic herbs. Um, uh, Let's see. So that was, that was about two, two hours. Um, I also, but it's not really included in the two hours because I consider it harvesting, not planting. I took that sage I cut back and I pulled off all the leaves and I laid them out to dry and they're still drying now. Um, if you want to see a picture of that, that's on my Instagram at trad cook school. So that was day two, more weeding, pruning back the plants that had overwintered and planting herbs. Day three was two hours, and this is where I turned to sowing seeds uh, for the few that I do sow, so that and we just do broadcast style mostly. Uh, so lettuces, carrots, radishes, beets. and then the ones that I don't broadcast that I put in holes three inches apart are the bush peas and the bush beans. And we also mulched all the beds because it had gotten light uh, from the last time, but except where we sowed seeds, no mulch there. Uh, so that was about two hours and that's day three. So we're at a total of six hours now and finished with day three and we have everything in. <laughs> everything. Do I do regular heirloom seeds? I do heirloom almost um, almost exclusively. Some. If there's a plant that's not heirloom, I definitely choose um, organic. What do you use as mulch? Okay, I mentioned this at the top of the hour or the top of the uh, podcast. We just use straw or hay that's spent or used from other purposes in the barn. So um, my daughter had cleaned up the barn last week or the week ago, a week ago, and she had several um, bins and the wheelbarrow full, so we had four containers full of mulch ready to go for the garden. and we we put it out very quickly. Okay, so day four, this is the very last day of this uh, getting the garden in this year, and this took one hour which is to weed around the beds. I've mentioned weeding in the beds. Well, our beds are on just a pasture area, grassy area. It's actually mostly weeds. And um, my husband goes in there and weed wax, but he can't get right next to the beds. So we have to just keep up the weeds that grow right on the edges of the beds. And so that took an hour and that's all cleaned up now. And that's it. Seemed like I can't believe it because I was so busy with our daughter's reception thinking, oh no, it's three weeks late. I haven't got the garden in. I don't have time now. It's getting so hot. But um, it seriously didn't take very long. And I know in part that's because I'm choosy about what we put in and I'm focusing on plants rather than seeds as much as I can. But it's also because of the mulching and the compost and the, the, um, the maintenance and the systems that we have going year-round. So when it comes time to plant the garden, it's not such a big ordeal um, because you don't have to start from scratch with a big old mess. You have um, you kind of have beds nearly ready to get things in. Um, so, And I want to say that if I was left to my own devices – this would not be the case. I really benefit from my husband um, keeping up with the kids and the different outside chores. And I'm so thankful because, you know, it's my job to do, well, it's my job. You know, there's a division of labor in all homes. And so I oversee the planting and the harvesting and my daughter, son and daughter work closely with me on watering and planting and all that but that's kind of my domain is to get it in and his domain is it to keep it kept up in between and so he makes sure that the compost is going he makes sure that the mulching happens he makes sure the compost is worked in he makes sure the the weeding and the weed whacking and so I, I just can't say enough about how thankful I am that I benefit from that and and that's why I can't take credit. I just can't take credit for it being easy because it's a family effort. Um, so I don't know what your situation is, but if you are overwhelmed with having to start from scratch every year and having to put in a garden, but also having to clean up tons of weeds and work in the compost or all that, think about um, if someone in your family can be responsible for those things and you can divide the labor up so that when it comes time to plant the garden, it's not such, um, it's not such hard work. And sometimes when things are such hard work, they don't end up happening because we, we don't have bandwidth or energy to do a huge task, to do huge tasks. But if it was easier, we would get it done. So that's my encouragement is just to think about maybe not right now, but for next year, like what can you do this fall when you're, when you're tearing everything up, And composting, can you like mulch and clean things up so that the winter is easy on the beds? And then in the spring, when it's starting to green up and all that, can you, you know, husband kids, you know, prep the beds earlier? So then when you're headed out to plant, it's just an easier thing. Uh, And that's really all I have to say for today's podcast. (laughs) To be honest, I was like, what am I going to talk about today? (laughs) Life has been so full and busy lately. And I don't ha- didn't have a guest lined up, and I was like, what's been going on lately that I could talk about? And then I was like, oh, the garden was really easy this year. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about how, how that was such a, such a highlight of my June so far. Well, I want to thank you all for being with me. It's been such a pleasure. I've seen lots of hearts flowing, lots of comments and thumbs up. And thank you so much, um, Vicki and Amy and everybody else who's here for your constant support and the blessing you are to me. I'll just wrap up by reminding everybody that the show notes when this podcast is released are at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash um, 166. It'll be kind of a summary of everything I've shared. Um... And, of course, the audio version and the video version will be there, too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. Good to see you here. Well, God bless you all, and goodbye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you'll come back again. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode and get links and more resources about today's topic. Just visit knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash, and then, without a space, type the number of this episode. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com watch to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. It's a gift. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com iTunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments, and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested will find this podcast too. Thank you so much, and God bless you.